0: Thank you for the word that you've placed you. on Becky's heart, and we just pray as we listen to it that you'll speak into our hearts, Lord God, as she speaks the word that will pour out into our hearts, Lord God, today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So we do have, like, a new mic today that's supposed to, you know, like the Britney Spears one that comes across, but I've tried to put it on. It just, it just didn't work, so I'm just, I'm just going to stick to this handheld mic for today oh for today Or oh. <laughs> wow so what a morning already it's so good to have you in the house um, jesus is evidently with us which is amazing and i hope you're all okay as well so i have been to the back when i was in in prayer and it is it's boiling it's so hot so i hope you are doing that you're all doing okay Yeah, we've tried to do our best with fans and windows open, but it's just very humid today. Brilliant. So ask, seek, knock. So our series is on Kingdom Builders. So an ask, seek, and knock. So what does this mean? So Jesus is on about prayer and teaching us how to pray effective prayer and the importance of it. So, you know, when, when we have prayer, at the back we normally have a verse, so it's 1 John five fourteen. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Definition of prayer. So prayer is an invocation or act that seeks to activate a rapport with an object of worship through deliberate communication. In the narrow sense, the term refers to an act of supplication or intercession directed towards a deity. Prayer is direct access to God. How amazing is that? So, did you know that we're designed to connect with God every 10 seconds? I love this. That we're designed. We're created. And God didn't just design us and create us, but he wants relationship with us. And he's a good father. And we're embedded in love. So... I'm going to challenge us a bit this morning as well. So kind of, you know, as you kind of sat and you're listening, just be prepared, you know, does, do you kind of need to shake anything off? What do you need to do to kind of just really zone in and actually receive what you want to, what you need to receive today? So Matthew 7, 7 to 12. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and prophets. So it's not too challenging. (laughs) And uh, as I was really just kind of praying and asking God where he wanted me to kind of bring like this message to today, I just found myself more more in awe of God. Is that the mic? Is it? Carry on. So what does ask, seek, and knock mean? So only through prayer can believers stay in contact with God, know what he wants them to do, and then have the strength to do God's will in all areas of life. The ability to live for God is in prayer. The key is prayer. In which prayer becomes like the air we breathe. So just take a minute just to reflect on that. That prayer becomes the air we breathe. We need air. We need oxygen. Are we that close in relationship with Jesus that our You know, that our core is just solely dependent on him. So my first point is ask. Coming to God with humility. So what do you think of when you hear the word prayer or to pray? So most of the time, we can kind of just um, just think, oh, you know, it's our our private prayer time or it can be you know we get together and we pray but actually it's getting in the mindset that prayer is also a lifestyle Um, so just so before where th- um, we were you know how do we live and worship is our lifestyle well prayer is a part of this as well and this is what Jesus was saying and in, in he's teaching us that it goes beyond that that it's actually it's constant communication with God and and the lifestyle that we live. You know, what lifestyle are we living? Are we too consumed with everyday life that God goes out of the window? or too hurt that we can't bring ourselves to deal with it, or too afraid, or maybe have a distorted view of what a father should be because we haven't had a good example. You know, how we come to our father and what posture we come will determine how we ask. So the relationship that we have with Jesus will determine how we ask, how we approach, what we come and ask for. So, you know, do we come in fear? So there's a big difference of having a reverent fear and awe and being amazed and just want to be in God's presence all the time to a fear that's crippling. And that you're afraid of coming to jesus and actually what that's gonna what that is gonna do so in romans 8 15 it says the spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry abba father you know abba father is is that um it's that intimate Abba, Father, it's Jesus. You know, I need you. I love you. Do we come and ask with an arrogance or an expectation? You know, that actually, I deserve this. You know, it says in your word that I deserve it. Or are we humble? Do we come you know, with an awe and a reverence of truly being in that relationship with Jesus and wanting more and yearning for more and asking with humility, you know. After all, he is the great I am. He spoke you into being. He loves you. You know, Jesus tells us to come to him like little children, so not to be childlike um, or childish but to exercise childlike faith, recognizing one's vulnerability and dependence on God, and to come humbly before him. Children trust in what is said and don't question. And, you know, the more you think of that, little children, if you say something, you know, they believe it. But as we get older, we don't just trust. We have to seek You know, the world's got in and it's constantly being able to filter out the flesh and discerning what truth is and then living in that truth. So seek number two. connects one's prayer with responsible action in pursuing God's will. So to look for, seek out, to try to obtain, desire to possess, search, looking for a way, set your hearts on, watching for. The seeking is the action part. So Jesus is teaching us that it's not just about the asking and then kind of sitting and expecting God to kind of do everything else. It's that, you know, Lord, what part can I do? What can I do? that's going to help that. Do you want me to do anything? So, you know, there are times where God does ask us to be patient. And I think within that and in the seeking, there is that patient as well. And there are times where God asks us to be quiet and he asks us to sit and he fights on our behalf. But then at the same time, he's also given us, you know, the authority in his name, you know, to step into the darkness, to speak things into being, you know, on his behalf. But within that, it's that in his will. And that can be very different to what we think our will is and should be. You know, sometimes as well, God has given everything that we need already, but we can't see it because we're not seeking. So we're asking, and maybe it can kind of feel like we're begging um, but God has already done it and it's that as you seek in and press it in him you're actually he wants us to reach out and to grab it so God is a God that wants that relationship He doesn't want us just to be that one-off kind of Lord I accept you into my life and please forgive me for my sins he wants that constant communication with you you know so if you're walking to work or on the bus or something even if you then see a situation that's happening it's that being able to pray it's being able to speak life into situations it's it's lord please help me with this i know that i've got this today can you do this can you please help me do we truly know who we are in god and what our identity is You know, it says um, in the song that we sung, you know, my heart longs for you. Does your heart long for God? Are you kind of quite happy and complacent at where you are? Because God has got so much for you. This isn't it. This is the beginning. Are we ignoring what is being asked of us? That can be hard sometimes, can't it? That we're, you know, maybe as well, it's that it's that confidence to act on what God's asking us so we can kind of try and zone out on it so we know sometimes the next steps that we've got to do but we can be a bit afraid or we're kind of not wanting to do that because it means giving something up. But we have to do that. We have to constantly kind of challenge ourselves as well and seek our own hearts and... And what is that? Is there anything that we need to kind of lay back down to God? You know, we do need to do our own part as well. So knocking. So perseverance. To persevere in prayer, being confident that our Father will provide what is good for us. So if you think of it as well, so maybe um, a child has been playing out. I know it's not so much now because we kind of all have keys or phones and we know when children are coming in. But there's that perspective as well that kind of just a smaller child that is wanting to get in the house that they will carry on knocking and they'll knock and they'll know that that the parent is going to answer and let them in just because they know that truth. And that's how God wants us to come to him as well with that that confidence, you know, that he does hear us, that he loves us, that he's got us, it's that constant check in with God as well, and, and noticing, you know, when the enemy is going to throw so many lies in, that you're not worthy, that you can't do this, but then actually it's being able to say, but God says he's for me, God says he's got good plans for me, and it's, it's that working out in the everyday life. Do we come with faith? So in Hebrews 11 verse 1, it talks about um, having faith and assurance about things that you can't physically see at the minute, but you can see it in your spirit. And when we pray, we need to pray with confidence that actually that is what is going to come to pass, that if God has given you a promise that he has shown you something, then that can come to pass and it will come to pass but it's that persisting that you need to keep you need to keep going it says persistence the fact of continuing in an opinion or course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition perseverance persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success It's so easy for, for us as well that if things get hard, we kind of step back. Or if it, if it seems to be going on for so long, we step back and we start zoning out rather than kind of pressing in more and asking, you know, those questions. If you think of a child coming to their father, and there are times where all they do is ask questions <laughs> to the point where it can be overwhelming, but they do you know that is how children learn and the more that we are in communication with god the more that we're asking those questions the more we will start to be able to tune in and actually hear god with where he is and what he's saying to us it says in one thessalonians 5 16 to 18 rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will For you in Christ Jesus. Pray continually. Rejoice always. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's really hard. And it's something that we we all do. I constantly struggle with that. And having that constant communication. Because we have the flesh in us. And it's that mindset that we have. It's waking up in the morning and choosing, Jesus, I'm going to live my day for you. And quite often, when I do that on those days, I will have a much better day, despite what happens throughout the day, just because I've invited Jesus in it right at the beginning. It's intentionally thinking about how we're connecting with God. How can I grab hold of the promises of God and bring them into fruition, applying what has been allotted to me? You know, Ephesians 1, verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We already have access, and it is already rightfully ours. Just think about this for a minute. We have constant access all the time, day or night, every day of every year, access to God. That is a God that loves unconditionally. No matter what we're going through, at any time, he is there. And sometimes it can feel that we are constantly knocking. But God wants us to do that. He wants us to yearn for him. He wants us to have that relationship with him. You know, we need to learn how to build our lives in prayer and to have that lifestyle of worship to be kingdom living. I read this somewhere and it says prayer is accessing substance and evidence that god is outside of space and time god has already done it god is already victorious jesus died and he rose again what approach and what posture do you have when you come to your father if we have a this is me going into my, um, my counselling mode, but we call it a secure attachment style of relationship. So this is where we are able to kind of regulate our emotions and everything else in a healthy way, be able to kind of know what is going off, help reach and search for help when we need it. And, and having confidence actually in ourselves and the people that we've got around us as well and know who we can go to and that they're going to be there always, that they are that, um, that constant. And if we have that relationship with our Abba Father, if we truly grasp and know our Creator and how much He loves us and what power He, he has, so if He spoke everything into being, if we truly come from that perspective... Can you imagine how, much di- how, how differently we would approach life, that we would approach our situations? It would be massive. Verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law of the prophets. It says, this should come... This is from a commentary, sorry, not in their Bible, but it says, this should come naturally for believers who love God with all their heart and soul and mind, loving their neighbor as themselves. And this can be really hard. You know, hurting people can hurt people. People that aren't hurting can hurt people. We can all take offense to things that we shouldn't take offense to. And we can all offend people without meaning to offend, but it's still—it's co- been able to kind of, I think, take a step back sometimes. And I've been hurt many a time, but I've always come to the point where—and it's not been a one-off prayer. It's—it's it's constantly kind of being given back to God constantly, because when it hurts and when it hurts deep. You can't just do a one-off prayer and that's it. And prayer is that working out as well. It's that constant talking to Jesus of, Lord, bless them, even though really you feel like going and ripping their head off. But it's that actually God loves them. And actually, if they've done something wrong, then that's not my fault. It's not my responsibility to judge them. It's not my responsibility to go and deal with that. But actually... It's Lord, you know my heart. I want my heart to be right. What do you want me to do? Because actually, it doesn't affect that other person. They're probably not even aware of the offense that they may have caused you, but actually, it's stopping you from living the life that God's called you to be and to do. Kingdom builders means kingdom living. It's hard. And we need to choose between two gates. Which gate will you choose? And sometimes this is, this is a constant daily choose as well. So in verse 13 and 14 in the message, it says, Don't look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that stuff, even though crowds of people do. The way to life, to God, is vigorous and requires total attention. You know, being a Christian can't be a part-time thing. It can't be, oh, I haven't prayed to God yet today, or a reading a verse of the day scripture. It's, and that's absolutely fine if that's all we can manage, but I mean in the sense of it's that, It's learning to have that constant communication with God. It's in prayer that God changes us. He changes our perspective, our advantage point, the promises we grab hold of and the choices that we make. We see more clearly because as we pray and get closer to God, we have a clearer view of who God is. Our heart and our minds are changed in prayer. And there's that yearning of wanting to accept God's will above our own. Our requests must be in harmony with God's will. And accepting his will above our desires. I think when you truly love God and when you've truly met him, you'll find actually that a lot of your desires are God's desires. In that wanting to see people come to know Jesus and how can I help and what can I do? Because as we spend more time with God, we become more Christ-like. Ultimately, we are children of God. We're his children and he's our father. What perspective do we have and what perspective do we live out our lives And what would others say about our lives? What kind of fruit are you producing? People are watching the way we act a lot more than what we say. We can say something, but then not do it. Oh, I've done that thing again, sorry. it completely disappeared. So it says, John was a voice for Christ with more than his voice. His life matched his words. When a person's ways and words are the same, the fusion is explosive. But when a person says one thing and lives another, the result is destructive. People will know we are Christians, not because we bear the name, but because we live the life. Not because we have the name but because we live the life mm. so just a recap of what i've said on some of the points so our relationship with god will determine how we approach him how we seek him how we keep knocking and knocking coming with faith and believing god is a good father that has good gifts for his children that prayer is the key. How are we approaching life? How are we approaching God? Do we need to approach life differently? Do we need that kingdom perspective? Sometimes the answer is not what we expect because God's perspective far out seeds our own that we can have confidence that it is what is best for us and that when we pray we take our eyes off the circumstances but we look through the eyes of jesus so philippians 4 6 to 7 in the message is when we pray we take our eyes off of our circumstances sorry this isn't it i'll start again (laughs) don't fret or worry instead of worrying pray let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers letting god know your concerns before you know it a sense of god's wholeness everything coming together for good will come and settle you down it's wonderful what happens when christ displaces worry at the center of your life so always be joyful never stop praying be thankful in all circumstances For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Amen.